Hey guys, Jake Steele, ironandsteel.com. This is podcast episode number 21. And uh, as always, thank you very much for being here. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, I am coming to you from sunny Southern California this week. And uh, it's been a long week. If I sound a little tired, it's because I am. uh, Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind over the last seven days or so. Um, I'm currently in La Quinta, so like Palm Springs area, but, uh, left Portland, let's see, last Wednesday or whatever, uh, stopped at the California Hot Rod Reunion in Bakersfield, did that for a couple of days, but the main purpose of the trip was to attend Pat Ganahl's Celebration of Life, uh, which was in Van Nuys, and so, anyway, it's been a long trip, um, I did the celebration of life uh, day before yesterday. It was amazing. I'll, I'll touch on that at the end of the podcast and uh, um, maybe the trip as a whole, but uh, specifically Pat's um, event. Uh, it was pretty incredible. So anyway, um, I'm going to read a fairly quick story for this week. I don't know what to say about it. I wrote it several years ago. Um, it's just kind of a reminder a little chunk of advice seems a little bit maybe trivial maybe it seems obvious to some guys but uh when i originally wrote it uh years ago i i got a lot of uh feedback from it and a lot of people went out of their way to comment and say that they found it really helpful and uh it helped to kind of keep them on track so the story is called two hours a night and uh it's on ironandsteel.com speaking of which while you're there Scroll to the bottom, hit the subscribe button and punch in your email if you could. Just takes a second and then uh, you'll be kept up to date on new content. So, of course, we do this weekly podcast. Um, Most often I do an article a week, sometimes an article every two weeks. But uh, yeah, so if you're on the list, that email list, I'll send you an email maybe two a week just to let you know that there's fresh content. So... Uh, anyway, ironandsteel.com, if you could take two seconds and hit the subscribe button, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, anyway, and again, that, this story is on the site. It's one of the first stories I wrote and published on it. Um, so it's on, you know, the first page or whatever. But uh, it is there if you want to check it out for yourself. But uh, otherwise, just kick back and relax and uh, I'll read it to you. How do you eat an elephant? The answer is one bite at a time. And of all the old timey expressions that I've heard, this seems to be the one that really rings true when it comes to doing things like building a hot rod. Whether you're working on your first project or your 10th, it is very easy to get distracted or to become overwhelmed by the scope of the task at hand. I've been there myself, many times in fact. There were countless projects that were abandoned by teenage and early 20s me. I'd become overwhelmed, disenchanted, or just downright pissed off. I'd just give up. It sucks to admit it, but that really is the reality of my early hot rod career. A shitload of failures. 
The plus side is that hopefully someone can learn from my mistakes by taking a simple rule that I've learned and applying it to their lives. Ready? Here it is. Two hours a night. Okay. So what the hell is that? I'm glad you asked. Two hours a night is the simplest path to you driving down the road in a bitchin' hot rod that you never thought you'd be able to build. A bold statement? Maybe, but just hear me out. Now, <clears throat> I'm not smart enough to have invented this rule. <laughs> and honestly, if left to my own devices early on, I'd have barely adhered to it. Two hours a night came to me via my friend Robbie. And the shorthand version of the story is that I wanted to build this certain car. I had one lined up, I had the money to buy it, and I had all the big ideas in the world for it. The only problem was that I lacked the properly equipped space to do it in, not to mention a bunch of the specialized knowledge it was going to take to get the job done. Robbie offered me both a stall in his shop, as well as his brain to help me along through the process. But there were two rules. Number one, set a goal for completion. And number two, set aside two hours a night to dedicate to the project in order to reach that goal. Now, it may sound stupid, but those two things were like hearing the answer to a long pondered riddle. One that's answer was so obvious it was silly, and all I had to do was commit to it. And with my car taking up space in his shop, a certain level of urgency kind of forced that commitment. And that's when I figured out how helpful and easy this simple guideline really is. So why is this two hours a night thing so important? It's simple. Being hands-on every day, even for just two hours, is the gateway to staying focused. It also encourages breaking up these enormous projects into smaller, more manageable tasks. This, in turn, makes the entire process more enjoyable. Now, most everyone probably already attacks their projects in a somewhat similar fashion, breaking things up into subcategories. But the mistake I see people making and have made many times myself is that they keep it too broad. They say things like, all right, tonight I'll focus on the chassis. Well, that's great, but the rule of two hours a night requires a more specific and compartmentalized approach. Instead of going out to the garage to work aimlessly on one very generic, broad thing, break it into something very specific. Something like, tonight I'm gonna make that bracket for my steering box and get it bolted in place. Simple. Setting goals and having a specific task in mind for the evening is enormously helpful when it comes to staying focused. I remember spending all day at work thinking about the one or two things that I knew I was gonna do that night and knowing that by the same time, the next day, I would be on to my next task. It became a ritual. Now, you may be asking, how am I supposed to find two extra hours every single night? Well, honestly, you 
are not going to. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to have to make the time available. This is going to require you committing to giving something else up. Now, I'm sure you work and have a family and responsibilities and commitments just like everyone else, right? And I would also bet that just like everyone else, you likely fancy yourself a pretty busy guy. I did too. Here's the kicker. I wasn't. And honestly, neither are you. Look, if you want to take a good hard look at it, you're likely wasting a whole bunch of your time. That hour after work where you sit in your lounger and sulk about your day over a beer or five, that's an hour that could be spent in the garage. You can even bring the beer with you. The hour you spend frantically scrolling through Instagram and Facebook to see what you missed all day, well, you're flushing an hour of garage time down the toilet so you can stare at other people's cars while wishing yours was as cool as theirs. Ironic? Yeah. Avoidable? You bet. Now, <clears throat> maybe I've got you all wrong. Maybe those examples don't apply to you the way they did me. Even so, I guarantee you, you have two hours available each night. Even if you have to split it up into two non-consecutive hours. One hour between the kids' baseball practice and going to bed an hour later is still two hours. You'll be surprised when you start really taking a look at what you're doing with your time. I know I was. Another important thing to remember is that if you somehow find yourself with more than two hours of time, don't fall into the trap. It's very easy to push too hard. This inevitably leads to burning yourself out. And the next day, on your way home from work, you're finding yourself saying shit like, man, I hammered on that thing until 2 a.m. last night. I'm not doing shit when I get home. Before you know it, you haven't worked on your car in three days. You don't remember where you left off or where you are, and your whole process has gone out the window. Now you're right back to winging it like a schmuck, just like I did for so long. So, take it all for what it's worth. All I can say is that it has been extremely helpful for me. It may not work for everyone, but I think it is an effective approach that is reasonable enough to apply to most of us. Some guys would rather make excuses. And these are the guys that are finding themselves spectating at car shows and drag races and will be for a long time. The rest of us will be out driving and enjoying our old cars and answering the normies questions of how long did that take you to build with not long, just two hours a night. Okay, there you have it. Two hours a night. Again, ironandsteel.com is a website. You can go there and check it out for yourself. I would recommend doing that. There are a lot of photos in that article. And in the story itself, when I'm talking about wanting to build a certain car and Robbie offering his shop space and uh, his knowledge and the genesis of two hours a night, where that came from. And uh, anyway, 
the car that I was applying that to was my 40 Willys pickup. So um, in the article itself, I included a shitload of photos of the process of building that truck. So um, for those of you that don't know, when I bought that thing, it was a running and driving uh, truck that was just bone stock. And uh, I you know, blew it apart down to the bare frame. And long story short, the truck as it is now, the only thing that was on the original truck that I bought is the cab. So every, literally everything else uh, is different. The frame was no good on the original truck. The bed was no good on the original truck. And once I started pulling it apart, um, you know, it, everything had to be replaced. So uh, anyway, I guess long story short, the process of building that truck from a literally a frame on a table all the way through to completion. Uh, a lot of that process is documented on that uh, on the website in that article, Two Hours a Night. So if that's anything you're interested in, if you dig that truck or give a shit about you know seeing some of the process of its build, uh, that's where you can find it. So uh, anyway, I think I mentioned at the beginning, I'm in Southern California. Uh, we did come down here for Pat Ganahl's, uh memorial and uh, it was absolutely incredible and uh, a little overwhelming um, you know the it, first of all is at Galpin and uh, the car collection there is out of, out of this world I mean every car there is a historic car they're all the real ones uh, there's no bullshit there they're all heavy hitter cars like you know the Hero Hata Merc is there and uh you know, Orbitron and all these Roth cars. And I just, it's, it is absolutely overwhelming. Um, for those of you not familiar, I did post, uh, you know, probably 20 photos or so, uh, of the cars and things on, <clears throat> excuse me, on my Instagram account. So you can check those out there, but they do it absolutely no justice. Uh, I don't know what the program is there as far as visitors and stuff under normal circumstances, but and I wouldn't want to speak out of turn, but I, I would just say if you're a person that ever is able to find yourself inside that building, if you have that opportunity, you have to take it. The It's absolutely indescribable, the cars that are there and the history that's there. Just the shit they have hanging on the walls is stuff that like, you know, or like stuffed away in a cabinet, uh, you know, in a corner or whatever, like... It's, it's all top tier killer stuff of, you know, historical significance. And uh, I don't even know what to say about it. It was a little, not a little, it was definitely overwhelming and uh, it was awesome. So yeah, if you ever, you know, have a chance to get inside there, uh, I would highly recommend it. So uh, that was one element. The other element of it was, you know, really, it was kind of a who's who of car people, uh, you know, and then me for some reason. So uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of the people you would expect would be at something like that were there. Uh, all very nice people, very gracious. Um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, interesting night. Uh, the dynamic was something to be seen for sure. But uh, everybody was super nice. Uh, Bill Ganahl, 
Pat's son was, uh, <laughs> he was wearing a shirt that said, uh, what did it say? It said, was my dad a dick to you? <laughs> and so that was kind of the tone of the night. The tone of the night was uh, lighthearted, you know, to be fun and to be a celebration and, uh, you know, to, to celebrate Pack and all. And so, you know, that t-shirt, was my dad a dick to you? You know, he's kind of embracing the fact that, you know, look, Pack and all, an icon, a legend, of course, uh, he was not afraid to speak his mind, you know, and, and to give his opinion. Um, even if the situation maybe didn't dictate <laughs> that that was appropriate. But uh, yeah, I guess you could say he was outspoken, very opinionated. And uh, along the way, you know, in some circles, probably gained a reputation as being a little gruff because he he didn't give a shit if he offended you. Well, I shouldn't say he didn't give a shit. I should say he didn't realize that something that he might say could offend you. So he would just say what's on his mind. And some people didn't like that. So anyway, Bill was wearing a shirt that said was my dad a dick to you and uh it was kind of an icebreaker for you know people to come up and have conversations about pat and some of their experiences good bad or indifferent and uh they had a video booth running too where people could uh get in front of the camera and and give their stories uh tell their stories about pat and uh yeah it was just it was amazing um i don't know what else to say about it the cars inside uh the actual building itself of course phenomenal incredible but the cars outside were just as amazing you know i knew every car that was there on display outside uh you know very recognizable cars from uh you know some very well-known people in our community and uh it was it was awesome i just uh there were a lot of cars there that i hadn't seen in person before and so i was really happy to be able to do that and uh and meet some of these guys that you know i only knew through Instagram or whatever and everybody was just super nice very gracious and uh, the theme of the night was just awesome you know highs and lows there was some sad points you know when guys were they were passing the mic around and you know Bill would give his speech and uh, uh, Pat's wife gave a speech and you know to be expected at a celebration of life uh, some low points not low in a bad way but just you know some sad moments but uh overall absolutely incredible and i think that uh everybody involved did just an incredible job and uh i was very humbled and appreciative 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 to uh to have been there and uh it's an experience that i'll never forget so yeah long story short i think it was a proper send-off uh, for Pat Ganahl and who he was and uh, everybody involved did a great job so. uh, outside of that um, let's see on the way down here I did stop at the Hot Rod California Hot Rod Reunion <clears throat> uh, which was it's, it's a little slow <laughs> it's not like years past uh, not like the which I I never went during the like golden era um, but, uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, kind of a shell of, of its former self, according to pretty much everyone that I talked to. That said, I still enjoyed myself. The swap meet was kind of, 
so-so, uh, but the drag racing is always great. There were some cool cars there too on display. So yeah, overall, I was happy to have gone to that. Uh, <coughs> will I make the drive specifically for that next year? If I think it's going to be the same as it was this year, probably not. But uh, yeah, hopefully it was just an off year. Maybe maybe next year will be a little better, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, that's kind of the uh, short version of my trip. And uh, I'm going to start making my way back home here in a few days, maybe a week or so, and see if I can check out some car stuff along the way. I got <laughs> I did find that there's a chili cook-off <laughs> hot rod show at an air museum <laughs> like 15 miles from me uh so yeah that that checks a lot of boxes for me so i'm gonna, <laughs> gonna go check that out here shortly but uh anyway so yeah that's that uh i'm gonna skip the q a for this week just because we're right on time or running a little bit long even uh with where we are right now so Again, ironandsteel.com is a website. Uh, go there and click subscribe. The other thing too is on the subject of Q&A, a lot of times I'll, I'll ask for questions and stuff on social media. Uh, don't wait for me to prompt you. If you have questions, comments, or um, topics, or whatever um, for this podcast, just reach out, Iron and Steel on Instagram. Jake at ironandsteel.com is my email address. Um, so don't be shy. Uh, I'm always looking for different things to talk about and uh you know i'll always read a story off of the website which is the kind of the whole theme of the podcast but uh i think people enjoy the q a and and just the you know back and forth of uh just regular stuff too so i'm always looking for different things to talk about so feel free to get a hold of me and, and let me know what you're thinking so uh i'm rambling so i think for this week we're gonna say our goodbyes and uh yeah get a hold of me if you have some ideas but uh otherwise i hope you guys have a good week and uh i'll talk to you again in exactly seven days